It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Garrett Cole's on the mound for the Astros, 18-5. Second in the AL with a 2.61 ERA and 31 starts. 200 in the third innings, 136 hits, 46 walks, and a major league leading 302 strikeouts for Cole, who won his last start Wednesday against the Rangers when he gave up two runs over eight innings and struck out 10 to become just the third pitcher in Astros history to record 300 strikeouts in the season. Swing and a miss. Crawford falls down after swinging at that slider down and in, winds up on his backside. And that's how Cole gets his first strikeout of the night. Two out. You know what that is right there? That's the walk of shame back to the dugout. Head hung low after falling down swinging. The one-two to Seeger. Swing and a miss. Got a fastball by him away. That's the second strikeout for Cole, and there's one away. Well, you usually see that four-seamer really ride true. That one had a lot of tailing action to it. Seeger. Tried to reach for it at the last second, just a, a gasping effort. The 3-2. That is over the outside corner for strike three, and Nola goes down looking. Third strikeout for Cole, inning over. Two and two. Fastball, strike three. Got him looking there, and that's the first out of the third inning. Four strikeouts for Cole. Man, he is dotting that Ooh, corner. Swing and a miss as Smith goes down, chasing. And that's five strikeouts now for Cole, two away. Changing the eye level, first two pitches, curveballs down, and then came with a fastball elevated. Smith swinging right through it. So now six strikeouts away from J.R. Richards' single-season franchise record of 313 strikeouts in a season. Swing and a miss, slider low and in, and Cole gets his man. Striking out three in the inning. He's got six in the game, and we're scoreless in Seattle. So coming into today, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander have combined for 590 strikeouts. Fourth on the list, Koufax and Drysdale. Actually, Cole and Verlander just passed them, so Cole and Verlander ahead of Koufax and Drysdale. It's funny. Here's the pitch to Lewis. Swing and a miss. boy. Good slider there, gets his man, seven strikeouts, one away. Got him with gas, upstairs, Narvaez waves through it, and that's eight strikeouts now for Cole through the first four innings. One, two, swing and a miss, got him with a high fastball. Nine strikeouts for Cole as he retires the side in order. And that is on the outside corner for strike three. Long goes down looking, and that is 10 strikeouts for Cole, his eighth consecutive game. And double figures, that ties a major league record. That's now 20 on the season, double-digit strikeouts. Only three other pitchers since 1920 have done that. Just seeing all sorts of records fall. 2-2. Two, two. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Crawford goes down looking. That's 11 strikeouts for Cole tonight. 313 on the season. That ties the franchise record, J.R. Richard, in 1979. Cole's 1-2 pitch. And that's in there for strike three for Garrett Cole. 314 franchise record. Single season for the Astros, breaking the record of J.R. Richards set in 1979. What a special season for Garrett Cole. And J.R. Richard, he got his 313 strikeouts in 292 and a third innings. Cole considerably less than that. Has he struck out everybody in their lineup? Yep, he has. Here's the 2-2. 
Got him upstairs. Strike three on Seager. 13 punch outs for Cole. Struck out the last four batters he's faced. Yeah, he's just taking into taking it into another gear as this game has progressed. 315 strikeouts and counting for Garrett Cole. A new single season franchise record for the Astros. One more start after this one. Here's the one-two pitch. Breaking ball, strike three at the knees. Cole strikes out the side, 14 punch outs through seven innings of work. Garrett Cole done for the evening, seven shutout innings, two hits, no walks, 14 strikeouts, unreal. ERA now down to 2.52, Verlander's at 2.53. This is neck and neck. Verlander and Cole each have one more start, but the way things stand right now, Verlander and Cole slated to start Saturday and Sunday, respectively, last two games of the season against the Angels. Well, I don't think the Seattle Mariners will be welcoming Garrett Cole to town or to Christmas or doing anything where Cole's concerned. Cole 4-0 against the Mariners this year, including the night. Seven shutout innings, no walks, 14 strikeouts. And what was it, 50 strikeouts, one walk all season long for Cole against yeah. the Mariners? And yeah, for that, he's player of the game. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a two-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros won yesterday 3-0 over the Mariners. Garrett Cole, seven scoreless, struck out 14. Alex Bregman homered as part of a two-for-four game. As the Astros have won two in a row and eight of their last nine, Mariners have dropped two straight and three of their last four. Astros have already clinched the AL West. They're 103 and 54 on the year, nine games ahead of Oakland, and 37 games ahead of the Mariners, who are last in the West with a record of 66 and 91. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official healthcare provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Zach Greinke on the mound for the Astros tonight, and Greinke looking for his 18th win of the season and eighth and nine starts with the Astros. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable to think that the Astros can have three pitchers have 20 wins, 19 wins, and 18 wins if Greinke can win tonight. Why not? Man, hasn't walked a batter in his last four starts. Uh, he's a master at changing speeds, moving the ball around. His changeup is fantastic. So this Seattle team is certainly in a rebuild mode right now, and I would expect Greinke would have a very good game against their offense. And a guy they feel like can be a big part of this team when they turn things around is on the mound for Seattle. Left-hander Yusei Kikuchi, a rookie from Japan, 28 years old. An up-and-down year for him, but the last time the Astros saw him was the best he's looked in, the, in his games against Houston. He did look good. He's been very inconsistent this year. They, they feel like this has been a, a, a learning process for Kikuchi this season, uh, playing in America for the first time. So uh, they're hoping for better things from him next year. But if he pitches like he did last time against the Astros, they're up for a, a good challenge. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. You know, you look at last night's ball game, and you know, the Astros offense didn't have a whole lot going on, getting three runs on, on five hits. But when you get quality pitching night after night like the Astros usually do, that usually can buy you some time in, until you get things maybe rolling offensively. And, man, Garrett Cole was outstanding last night. Yeah, it may have been the, the best game we've ever seen him pitch and maybe anybody pitching 
in a while. I remember that game in Arizona last mm-hmm. year that certainly stands out with with Cole. But, man, what a signature game to put a stamp on, on an incredible season he's had this year. And that's what I love about this Astros team going forward is that they can beat you in a few different ways, and especially the, the starting pitching is very strong for the Astros to go along with a great offense. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros reliever Joe Smith. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Long set, now the pitch. And that's hit up the middle, soft liner, caught by Bregman to the right of second, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take the first game of this two-game set in Seattle, winning tonight by a final score of 3 to nothing. That ties the Astros' franchise record they set last year in wins with 103, and they've got five games to play. Now a game and a half over the Yankees for the number one seed in the postseason. It's been good in Seattle this year, hasn't it? It has been good. We, you know, we've played our division you know, very, very well. And when you talk about winning division for the third time in a row, you have to play good in your division. We play these guys over and over again. Um, you know, right now we're in different places as organizations. They're in a transition going from player to player. We are, you know, building something really special. And so I, you know, I'm glad that our guys have taken care of business. I want to finish this season with a win against the Mariners. They did beat us last year at the tail end of the season. So there's um, I guess nice retribution to get back to a team that, that that's, that's played well against you. But our methodical way of winning games has been tremendous. Chance to, to, to set a franchise record tonight in number of wins in a season. Um, no better place to do it than Seattle. It's funny you say that because the difference between Cleveland and Minnesota in the AL Central is how they've played against the Chicago White Sox. And, you know, you play these teams so many times. Like when you, you – know, same with us in the A's during the middle. I remember when they were, we, we had beat them up a little bit and we had a four- or five-game separation at some point during the season, and we had beat them by four or five games. I mean, if you take care of your division, more times than not, you play well. Um, just average against the rest of the league, you're going to win your division. We've talked about this ad nauseum about Garrett Cole, but last night was almost – for me, a signature game for him. You know, he's got one more start, but that was just dominating, wasn't it? It was, and, and he does it in really dramatic fashion all the time. I mean, he is so dominant. You know, I had an, a major league, American League manager tell me the other day, he was like, you know, I I feel like Garrett Cole makes you feel bad about your your offense. Like, mm-hmm. he, just may, he just dominates you with pitch after pitch in different ways and adjustments and swings and misses in different ways. The feedback from the players when they come back, you know, the dugout on the other side just must be just demoralizing. And yeah. he, he, you know, he is, he's tremendous and I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how he's gone through his season and, and, and through the, you know, the rigors of the schedule and the ups and downs. He's been a, a, a constant for us and a workhorse that, that honestly can go down as, as one of the best seasons in Astros history mm-hmm. and, and arguably in the in the conversations for one of the best seasons of, of baseball history. That's right. So Carlos Correa, I notice, is not in your lineup today. Uh, he was scratched before yesterday's yeah. game. Can you tell me anything about that? Yeah, I mean it's 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 day to day for him, but it's you know it's concerning because you you know the last we have five games left. He's not available. I talked to him this morning first thing, and 
He said he felt much of the same. At that point, I immediately told him he wasn't going to play today. Like, I'm just not going to mess with this. It sounds like we're going to wait until later into the weekend. Before we have further updates, you know, I feel bad for him. He felt tremendously well. He hit the big homer when, the last time out and, um, you know, has had a couple of days off and continues to have this stiffness. So I, um, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to, how to keep his spirits up. Um, we still don't think this is anything that's gonna gonna hold him out long term. But the fact that he's not playing with five days left is pretty frustrating for everybody involved. Hey, uh, Roberto Osuna, he, he blew the save in Milwaukee, and since then he's had mm-hmm. nine straight scoreless innings, and he's dominated. And I know you told me you wanted to have a conversation with him. Uh, what are you seeing right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing. Well, first I'm seeing a pitch ahead, which is and yeah. pitch ahead with different pitches. You know, early in the season or mid, midway through the season when he had his little rough patch, he he was getting very predictable with how he was pitching and maybe too much of the heart of the plate. He's executing really, really well uh, from the very beginning of counts, but yet still pitching ahead. He he's got a ton of weapons. He's using his changeup a little bit better. His cutter's gotten pretty sharp. Yeah. His fastball velocity has held true at 95 to 97. Um, but he's a pitcher, and he has to remind, remind himself sometimes that he is a pitcher. He doesn't just go back there and throw the ball over the heart of the plate and get away with it despite the good stuff. So um, he, he's been, it's been a nice rebound for him from that, that rough patch and, and the blown save and hearing that. But his confidence is growing. My confidence in him never wavered. He's going to be big for us down the stretch. There's been a couple of scratches uh, in the last week, one with Gurriel with the stomach illness, the other yesterday without – with Correa in the the back issue, Aledmis Diaz, uh, he's inserted <laughs> in both of those, and mm-hmm. he's been a big member of, of the reason why you guys have won those games. Yeah, I told him yesterday when we put him in late, I said, you know, last time I did this, you got three hits. Yeah. And so after the game, he said, well, last time it was three hits. This time I just got on base three times, two walks and a hit. Yeah. So I, uh, I told him, I joked him, I'm, I'm never going to tell you when you're playing next. I'll tell you at 5 o'clock, and, and we'll get this kind of production. So he's very valuable. We missed him when he was on the IL earlier this year. I think his versatility matters. I think his um, his at-bat quality is really, really good when he gets to play a little bit more. This is a guy that played over 150 games for Toronto last year, comes over here, becomes a utility player on a on a playoff team and, and keeps a great attitude and is ready to go anytime I call on him. Blummer and I were talking this morning about uh, there's a situation when he batted yesterday. And he swings and he rips it down the left field line, hooking, and that is fair. And it's going to roll all the way into the corner. Tucker will score. And Diaz, with an RBI double, makes it 2 to nothing. So a green light on 3-0 and pays off for Aledmi's Diaz. Yeah, so much for trying to hit the ball the other way. 3-0, and you're going to swing. You want to try and drive that ball somewhere. And that's exactly what Diaz was able to do. Runner on second, nobody out. And you're thinking about trying to get the runner over. Then the count's 3-0. and right. And he's got a green light. And just love the fact that he's aggressive, not trying to get him over, but just driving. No doubt. I think there would be a bad change. And that's the, the <clears throat> part of the growth of, of, of a team offense is to, is to hunt when you can do some damage and when, and when it's a different at bat. Of yeah. course, early in the count, he's working the middle of the field. The worst result is he's going to get a guy over. Once he got in the driver's seat, I turned him loose on 3-0 because I thought he was going to get a p- good pitch to hit. And when he does, he hits the ball pretty hard. And, and, and he did. He got the ball down the left field line for a big double, kept the, kept the inning uh, going with pressure on them and 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 was very productive. You got JV, you've got Colin, you got Grinky tonight. Uh, he's been great, seven and one since he's been an Astro. What are you hoping for tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him be pretty efficient. You know, I think I'm going to try to let him go five or six innings, and and then and then I got a couple guys in the pen that I want to that I want to pitch. I want to get to the win. 
um, set the franchise record, continue to put pressure on the Yankees to have to win a lot of games for the home field. And, and uh, But I'd like to see him use his pitches. You know, the changeup should play well tonight. Um, you know, he's, he's such a creative kind of artist on the mound. He's got some, some areas to exploit, very similar lineup to yesterday. Um, you know, he's got a chance to, to go to some areas that, that are his strengths, that are, that are tough on their hitters. So if he executes the way we know he can and, and predominantly does every time out, um, I look for a good outing. There you go. AJ, good luck tonight. Thanks, Brady. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Masters reliever Joe Smith and... Uh, you were in Seattle right now, and this is a place where, well, you weren't traded here, but you're a part of a three-team trade. Put the Mets, Indians, and Mariners, first time you got traded to after the 2008 season. And it's always kind of jarring, isn't it, that, that first time you get you get traded from the only organization you had only known at that point? Yeah, it was weird. Um, I guess I got the kiss of death. They told me I wasn't going to be traded. So. Oh, really? Um, but, you know, everything happens, and um, I got to go to Cleveland where, obviously, me going kind of closer to my family, and then I get to meet my wife and, you know, develop some great relationships over there, and um, it was a lot of fun, but the first time you get traded, it was a whirlwind. I think it was a little bit better that way in the off season because you had a whole full spring training to kind of get to know everybody in a relaxed environment and, you know, how spring is, and... Um, Hardest one for me has always been getting traded mid-season. That's yeah. the that's the weird one where you're just all of a sudden with a bunch of new people and different leagues and different you know trying to figure out you know, where the restroom is in the clubhouse and then worry about who you're facing or getting your family moved and stuff like that. But uh, I was told very early, like, hey, if you're going to be a reliever in this game, you better get ready because you're going to play for a lot of different teams. And that's. I mean, that's a, a testament to you, isn't it? The fact that you have played for a few different teams. I mean, and you've been traded a few times at the deadline. I mean, someone always wants you, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it goes in our game today, especially with relievers with the volatility in them. And, and um, you know, but if you get fortunate enough to play for this this long uh, or any length in this game, it, it's probably going to happen, you know, especially in the bullpen when you're not talking about big-name guys like, uh, you know, Michael Brantley, who was in Cleveland for, you know, 10 years, or hopefully like a guy like Bregman here will never leave or something like that. But when you talk about bullpen guys, you know, you see, you see him around the league a lot. He came back in mid-July from the Achilles injury that had kept you out all year to, to that point. Now that you're a few months removed, how, how are you feeling, and, and, and are you pretty happy with where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean, I feel good. Um, there's definitely been ups and downs and um, maybe more sore in some areas and less sore in others and mm-hmm. kind of abnormal, but just feeling it out and trying to figure out kind of what the new routine is because – I, mean, I came back in June. It was, I think, seven months after surgery. But like they told me, it's a year rehab process. So just trying to continue to to do the rehab part, but then also making sure you're ready to go for the game. And it's been an adjustment. But, uh, you know, the guys, our staff here is so easy to work with and make things easy. And obviously, I believe in them. And everything's uh, gone pretty well. So just trying to finish out this last week strong and, uh, you know, looking forward to getting the real stuff started come October. Clinching on Sunday, 
like you said, still have a few games left before the postseason. How tough is it not to look ahead and, and keep in mind, hey, there, there's still games to be played, games that you still want to try and win it to hopefully get home field? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to look ahead. You know, you got three teams um, in the race right now, and then they still got to play the game, you know, two of them against each other to find out who we um, – might play or you right. know we still got to win games to to lock in the home field advantage which would be huge for us especially with as well as we play at home um you know so we got a lot it, it's good to clinch and it's good to be able to uh you know kind of take a little bit of a breath but you know every game that we play we know it's it's going to mean something from here on out and you know these guys in this clubhouse you know they're professionals they know what's on the line and and what we need to do so you know even though we only got you know five or six games left six games left um everybody's still coming out you know ready to play and uh and i think we're, we'll be all right we'll be in a good position first time you appeared in a playoff game where was it what was your adrenaline level and what was it was it like what you you kind of expected yeah 2013 with the indians we made the wild card game against tampa bay um it was it was fun. It was exciting. Um, you know, it's always fun. I, I, it was very comparable to a lot of the you know when you're coming in September, yeah, um, and you're going to the for the race. Yeah, I get it. They're not so-called playoff games, but you know, in 2007 we had to win the last day. We didn't. 2008 we had to win the last day to force a playing game with Milwaukee. We didn't. Um, you know, heck, heck, 11, 12, and even 13. 11, we were in first place at the break, trying to hold on, and then 12, kind of similar situation, but the Tigers were so good. Um, and then 13, we actually ended up finishing, even though we made the play-in game, um, we finished one game behind Detroit that year. And, um, you know, we've been clo- I've been close so many times. I know 14, we made it. 15, we missed it by one game right. to y'all. Uh, we had to win the last day. And then, you know, since 2016, I've been fortunate enough to be in the playoffs, and um, it's fun. You know, it's just the atmosphere, everything comes down to it. And even the ones in September when you're trying to play into it, it's uh, you really see what, you know, the guys around you are made of. And it's just a lot of fun, man. Like, this is why you play. You know, you, you try to survive through the 162-game season to be able to go out there and, you know, achieve the ultimate goal. Joe Smith, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, of course, Robert. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Astros fans, whether you're enjoying the game at your favorite sports bar or at Minute Maid Park, please make sure you plan ahead for a safe ride home. From your friends at Silver Eagle Distributors Houston and Budweiser. And now the 2-2 pitch. He got him. Strike three. Ball game over. The Twins win. The Minnesota Twins win it. And the magic number is down to two. The lead is at four and a half games, but most importantly, that magic number to wrap up their first AL Central crown since 2010 is down to two games. Now 97 and 60, and grabbing that 51st road win, matching the team record also set back in 1965. Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball. This team's race for the pennant brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp, exploring what's possible. Well, in the American League, the Twins are close to clinching as their magic number coming into today down to two to clinch the AL Central. The big race in the American League is the wild card, and that's not just one spot, really both spots, because you have the A's leading for that first wild card, a half game ahead of the Rays for leading for the second wild card coming into play today, and then the Indians are a half game behind Tampa Bay, and 
Uh, it really could be any of those two teams that, that winds up playing in that wild card game next Wednesday. You know what the, the cool thing about that is, is all three teams are playing so well. Yeah. You know, the A's have been fantastic. Since July 27th, they have the second best record in all of baseball, uh, and they're behind the Astros in that category, by the way. And then Tampa and Cleveland are both playing fantastic baseball and getting healthier as well. So uh, whoever's on the outside looking in uh, has nothing to hang their head about because they're playing great at the right time. Uh, but somebody's going to be the odd man out, and it's going to be a shame. The chase for the pennant. For a third straight year. Happens here. The Astros win the AL West and head it to the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call.